Hello, treasured women. It's February, and from a worldly perspective, it's the month of love. Regardless of your relationship or marital status, love is very important in our walk with the Lord. So let's redeem the world's definitions and focus on being the beloved of Christ all month long. Love is in the air. Not from the marketing Valentine's Day kind of love, but I'm talking about the pure, true, real love, that love that can only come from the Lord. Jesus loves you so much more than any other person on this earth possibly could. Have you read the Song of Songs? It's a book in the Old Testament. It is also sometimes referred to as the Song of Solomon. Now, there are many different theological perspectives on this book. So before we start off, I want to look at it from a Jewish perspective. Since Jesus was Jewish, from the Jewish perspective, the Song of Songs is an allegorical reading that symbolizes God's love for Israel. It shares the importance of intimacy between God and his beloved nation. Now remember that this nation were made up of a people that God intended to use to further his work in the redemption of humanity. So it really represents getting back to intimacy after Adam and Eve broke the bond between themselves and God. The more we study about Israel, the more we see it was really about the people, not necessarily about the place in and of itself. Throughout the Old and New Testament, we can see since Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God still loved them. God loved his creation so much that he created a way after that for us to come back into his arms. He doesn't just want us to be in right standing with him. He wants us to be back in relationship with him. When we read Genesis, we are told that God would come and walk in the garden with Adam and Eve. Now imagine that the creator of all comes and physically walks with us in the cool of the afternoon. How beautiful that must have been. It was a relationship that was important to God. It was a way that God delighted in spending time with his creation. And then even though Adam and Eve disobeyed him and he separated himself physically from them, God still wanted some form of relationship with his own creation. For those of you who are parents of adult children, you can understand this concept pretty easily. Your children grow, they become young adults, they start to make decisions, sometimes in ways you wish they wouldn't. <laughs> it sometimes boggles your mind why they choose to do the things that they do because you know that you certainly did not bring them up that way. But you love them because they're yours. You love them because God gifted them to you and you trust God to work things out in their life. We definitely don't want them to walk away from us. 
Although they are choosing different things, we still want to be a part of their life in whatever way they will allow us. We feel this way towards our own children because God created parents and children to relate in the same way that he thinks and feels about us. God is our heavenly father. God is our eternal father, and he doesn't want eternity without his children. We were made in God's image. The same way that we feel about our own children, even when they do wrong, is the exact same way that Father God feels about us. Our heavenly relationship gets mirrored here on earth. The desire God has to be intimate with us is very real. We need to prioritize the things of God and put his teachings into the core of who we are. Getting to know the Lord better means coming into relationship with him. And because of how God's character is, he has built trust with us in his word. And he affirms in his word who we are to him. So with that perspective, let's look at the Song of Songs. This Song of Songs was written with two voices as if it was a screenplay with only two characters, one being the bride and the other being the bridegroom. And it makes sense that this entire book of the Bible is about the Lord talking to his beloved people because of what we've already looked at. And so in chapter 2, verse 10, it says, My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. This is the bride hearing the voice of her bridegroom call out to her. This is the Lord calling out to his beloved people. This is our almighty God calling out to you to draw closer to him. It's a beautiful invitation for you to get closer to God. By power of the Holy Spirit, we can hear God's voice today. We can communicate with the Lord through prayer and developing how to hear him speak to us. And it's always his invitation for us to come closer to him. Sometimes we want to hide from the Lord. Sometimes we even reject the Lord because we don't want to fully surrender. And in chapter 2, verse 14, the bridegroom says, Oh, my dove, here in the clefts of the rock, in the sheltered and secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. We might feel unworthy of the Lord's presence, but from God's perspective, he always wants us close. That is his pure love for us. It doesn't matter what we've done. He pursues us because he created us to be with him. He created us for relationship with him. Isn't that so beautiful? God's love for us is just incredible. God says we are worthy because he created us that way and for that purpose. 
He desires for us to come close. He desires to see our face. He wants to hear our voice. He wants us to be looking at him all the time. He wants us to come to him with all of our thoughts. He desires relationship with us because we are lovely to him. Then we see in chapter 2, verse 16, the bride can no longer resist her bridegroom's invitation. And she says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies. I want you to have a revelation of the deep love that the Lord has for you. I want you to have such a powerful understanding that you will no longer be able to resist the Lord so that you joyfully, fully surrender into his arms and into his ways. The intense love that the Lord has for us is what makes him slow to anger. His love for us is why grace and mercy exist. He is lovesick for us. He is jealous for us. He has claimed us as his own before the beginning of time. And he has been pursuing us our entire lives, trying to convince us of this very fact. Do you realize how incredible that is? That the very creator of the entire universe, our almighty and all-powerful God, desires intimacy with you. It's mind-blowing. It changes life as we know it. Love is the second most talked about subject in the Bible. It is equally talked about in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Don't allow the world to define love in your life. We need to understand God's definition of love and allow his definition to permeate how we think, how we feel, and how we act. You, beloved, are the daughter of the Lord Most High. You are loved and pursued by the one who knows every single hair on your head. I want to leave you with this verse today. Colossians 3 verse 12. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose and well beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper as you know that you are god's beloved go walk out your front door and reflect that love to all of those that come into your path thanks so much for listening today God bless you on your leadership journey and go walk as if you know that you are the beloved of Jesus Christ.